It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Podcasts, brought to you with Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, where you'll find the best car loan to get you on the move. Talk to one of our team today at Cartmacross Cross Credit Union, O'Neill Street, or cartmacrosscu.ie. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors. The Renault Selection Used Car Event is now on. If you want to save thousands, check out this month's offers, including low APR finance, two years warranty and roadside assistance. Terms and conditions apply. You're very welcome to Tuesday afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Do you have your first ever teddy bear? I'm sure people do. We've been talking about it since yesterday here in LMFM and lots of people have memories of their own first teddy bear. Could be a dolly maybe for girls as well. Do you have it? When did you get it? How long have you got it? We're going to be talking teddy bears for the next while on Late Lunch. We'd love to hear from you if you have yours. The original of the species, 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text for your messages. Get them into us. We want to talk to you on Late Lunch this afternoon. Now, let me tell you this. Navin Library are doing something really, really different. They're having a teddy bear sleepover. What's it all about? We're going to find out now because joining me on the line is Shirley Ward and she's Senior Librarian at Navin Library. Hello, Shirley. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm great because <laughs> when Louise talked to me about this, I was just enchanted, to be honest with you, because this brings back memories to me, even though it's a lot of years ago, I have to say. What's this all about? Where did the idea come from? Um, just as part of the Spring into Storytime, um, it's a, nat- a nationwide initiative and it's for the month of April and we just decided we normally do a mother and toddler group here anyway on a Wednesday at half past ten. We just thought we'd go bigger and better for April and we decided to put on this teddy bear story time on Thursday the 25th of April. We advertised yesterday and it's just gone huge. We didn't realise it was just uh, so much interest in it. Um, we've even had bookings this morning already on it and um, teddies are already booked in and ready to go. So um, yeah, it's great interest at the moment anyway. I ain't one bit surprised. Now we know the traditional sleepover where children go to friends' houses and cousins and that and they sleep over but this is specifically a teddy bear sleepover at the library itself. So what way is this going to work? This is on Thursday the 25th of April when they're off on the midterm anyway. Children will bring their bears or dollies at what time to the library? Right, well they come in on Thursday the 25th we're open late on the Thursday night so they come in at half past six 
and they bring their teddy or their doll with them. We're not um, we're not going to just restrict it to a teddy. Yeah. And we ask them maybe that they bring their second best one because if there's tears on the night, we don't want we don't want that. So what we're asking them to bring in is their teddy that they're okay to leave with overnight in the library, and they're going to make a little badge, a name badge for their little friend on the night. And as part of the event, we'll be telling some uh, good night stories. And then the children will leave and they will give their teddy a kiss, good night, and leave them here in the library. And they come back the following morning to pick up the teddy and they can see all the photos of the fun and games that the teddy had overnight. <laughs> So, yeah. so it's going to be a busy night for library staff yeah, looking after yeah. all these teddies and dollies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be busy. So booking is essential, and we're asking people just to call the library and book it in on the night uh, for the night. And um, it's only on a Navan library at the moment. Although we're sharing it throughout the the county with other libraries, if they want to open their doors to the d- teddy bears, they can. Um, but it's just ran in Navan at the moment. But um, as I said, because we only promoted it yesterday, chances are we will run it through the other libraries as well. But just to keep an eye on our Facebook page and our social media. And um, yeah, so as part of the spring into story time, just for the month of April, we're running it just in Navan. I really yeah. love this. Now, how many <laughs> <Not> dollies? You have me going now, all right. Uh, how many dollies and teddies can you cater for? Is it, is it limitless? No, I mean we can we can take probably about thirty odd, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, we can. No, you look, we're we're going to. You're not going to turn anybody to, down. We're not going to turn anyone down, but you know, at the same time, if it's going to be massive, we will run it again. Yeah. And as I said, we'll run it throughout the, the county as well in in the various other libraries as well. So the, the yeah. point the point you make there about I was just thinking about that that if they have a favourite teddy or dolly that they sleep with every night, there could yeah. be tears. You know, if yeah. that. That particular dolly or teddy. Now, if somebody wants to leave them and they're big and brave enough, you'll mm-hmm. take them, will you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's the idea. Yeah. Okay. So they can see the, they can see then what their teddies are up to at night time in the library when we're all gone home and. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's all part of it. The fun and games of it, you know, when they when they leave and they go home to go to bed, and it's it's um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Let's just say there'll be few interesting photos. I'm, I'm sure. sure there will. <laughs> Do they have to bring any bed clothes for the teddies to tuck them up in or anything like that? No, they don't. They don't have to bring anything like that. They can come in their pajamas. The children can come in their pajamas if they right. wish. Okay. Entirely up to them. Um, and you know, as it is a sleepover um, for the teddy bears, the kids can come in at that time and put, have their pajamas on and get into the mood, I suppose, because of the good night stories that we'll be telling. But as part of the uh, national initiative of the Spring into Story Time, the idea behind this is that it's to encourage families to read, uh, to encourage storytelling, and also to share the stories. So um, for the month of April, especially. Um, it's just it's just an extra promotion and an yes. extra event. Yeah, I understand what you're doing. Do they? Do you need to yeah. know the teddy's dietary requirements? Uh, no, just allergies. If okay. They have any allergies. We just like to know if allergies. Very important. Allergies and yeah. Should they bring their toothbrushes with them? Um, no, they'll be going home the following morning. All right. So, so they can I'm brush then and do all that type of stuff before. as well. Yeah. What happens at the kick up in the middle of the night? Have you a contingency plan? Be that the children looking for the teddies or the teddies wanting to go home. 
Well, you never know. There could be a queue outside the door, you know, at 12 o'clock at night, maybe. That'd be the mummies and daddies looking for the teddy bears because the kids won't go to sleep, maybe. But that's why we're asking maybe to bring a second best friend with them just, yeah. and maybe leave the second best yes. friend instead of the actual best I friend. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I applaud you on this. The teddy bear sleepover, Navin Library, Thursday the 25th of April yeah. from 6.30. There'll be storytelling. Come as you wish. If you want in your jammies or whatever, bring your teddy, leave it or dolly overnight and pick up the next day. Where can people book in with you? What's the number? What's the best way? Yeah, you can give us a call here at Navin Library on 046-90-21134. And if you ask, just go through to the front desk and we'll okay. take the booking. That is fantastic. You've kicked something off great. We wish you well with it. We'll check in with you around the time to see how it went. Thumbs up for all of you there. This will get bigger. I promise you. I promise you. Sure, we might see you on the night, Jerry. Bring the teddy bear. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? I had a teddy, right? I definitely had one, uh, Shirley, but... I don't know where it ever went. And you know what? He had one eye. He was a little bluey grey fella. And I, oh, he was in rag order by the time I grew up a bit. And God knows where he ever went. But I can still remember him and how much he meant to me as well. But look at when you're a child at heart. Doesn't matter what age, does it, for a teddy bear sleepover? That's it. Simple as. Thanks for the offer. Talk to you soon. Right, Jerry. Thanks a million. Take care bye. yourself. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Shirley Ward there, senior librarian uh, with Mead County Council, but in the Navin Library there. And if you'd like to book your children in or your child's teddy in for that, 46 Louise, talk to me. Louise brought in her... You brought in your teddy today. I did. My huggy bear. Is that I, his name? Huggy Bear, yeah. Well, that's the name for the Huggy Bears. I just never changed it. It's okay. It was when long before did you much. get him? I think I got him when I was about three or four, so he'd be in or around the 40 mark. Oh, God. Yeah, and his head is a little bit kind of lopsided now, but uh, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever washed him. Um, but he doesn't smell and he's lovely, and he's sitting at the end of Katrina, my daughter's bed now, along with all her teddies. Oh, and have you given it to her? Yeah, I, I kind of said, yeah, do you want it? If you, if you mind it. Right. If you mind him, you can have him, but so she's very good like that. Well, my Sarah has a fella called Paddy. I think we put his picture up, and she has him since he was born. A little fella, a little green fella with an orange scarf. And Ava, my granddaughter, I think wanted them, but Mammy wasn't giving Ava. No, Paddy. that's funny. No, no, and Paddy is Sarah's. Her my, my Barbie stuff or Cindy stuff, but yeah, I gave her hooky. Oh. But Sarah said no as well. She said, no, 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 uh, Paddy is Mammy's. And, and Ava has um, a little bunny as well that she got when she was born. Yeah. But her blankie, she loves this blankie thing. You know the way children have a yeah, comfort for her that. Yeah. If she hadn't got blankie with the bow, and she calls it bow. Bow is it because Miriam knitted it and put little a little bow in and she she loves the bow of it. Uh, Orla Keegan, my niece, she has a fella called Joey and we put up that picture. Mm-hmm. Oh, be japers, Joey got battered. You want to see Joey, the pink teddy? He's been battered for sure. 1987, I think she got him and it was Margaret, her aunt, who bought Joey for her. Oh, that's and she has name. that still, so she has. Yeah. We, put, we, we put this up. You put it up yesterday evening and Helena and fired it around. It's gone crazy everybody has their own teddy and just when you say even like hadn't that many comforters but I remember when you mentioned it there my sister my younger sister had a little blankie as well a big massive pink one but by the time literally she was finished with it she was going to bed with a knot Uh, yes yes I know seriously it was just a knot oh no because you see they play with it and wrap it and and it disintegrates you know Mm. by the way we have a bow B bow B you know a bow A anything happened bow A there's bow B just in case and I think a lot of people have that I bet you she'll know 
She'd know. <laughs> She'd know. Bloody hell, that one would know. She'd hear the grass growing, to be honest <laughs> with you. Anyway, yours is gorgeous, I have to say. And it's still yeah. special and sentimental to you and means oh, a lot. yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't part with it. And I also have, I think I was telling you, a dog that, you know, was, my, I think, the first time my mum went away. She mm. went to, over to see my sister in college in London. And I was a bit sad. So my brother-in-law, um, Donald, brought me to Carol's, the shop, at the end of um, oh, no, Connell Bridge, Bridge on the corner and I remember getting this big furry dog that I called Cuddles and it was £5 <laughs> Have and you I still sh- got him? Yeah I still have him and he's at the end of Katrina's bed as oh, well along my with God. her teddy bears as Lucky well. Katrina and I better mention my son Jared will be ructions he had a fella called Mutley do you remember Mutley from the Wacky Races? Yeah, I loved him. A little brown fella. And when he got married last year and stayed with us the night before, Mutley was on the bed for oh, him. Oh, so he still has Mutley? We still have Mutley. Because we haven't got that much reaction from the lads. Yeah, Jared has Mutley. That's his fella. So now, maybe That's in our lovely. house, but Mutley is lovely. He's a lovely fella as well. What about your teddy bear, folks? Or your dolly? The very first one we're looking for. How long have you got it? We'll try and reach back here. Who has it the longest in the noughties? The oldest teddy bear? Or a story around the teddy bear and getting it? That's what we're looking for in late lunch this afternoon. And we are going to be talking to you for the next while. WhatsApp or text us on 086 658 Or if you want to call in, it's 1850 Now, we we were talking about teddy bear songs in the office this morning and they laughed at me. Didn't you laugh at me? I, I did. You I laughed at me I and did. Katrina laughed at me and you way. heard my feelings, I have to say. Uh, I'm sorry, we'll make it you up. You heard my feelings because they, they, they laughed. They were talking about Elvis Presley and teddy bear, you know, songs and this. I said there's only one teddy bear song and here it is. Have a listen. Do you remember it? In the right next to mine a little boy lives there at Christmas time dear Santa Claus brought him a teddy bear he loves his little teddy bear he's with it all day long and the sweetest
the wonderful Sharon Core and Teddy Bear on Late Launch this afternoon. I love the line, Louise, in that song, has one eye has no hair. And that summed up my fella. Yeah, that was the fella I had indeed. That's a lovely version by Sharon there. The original, well, as far as I can go back, is Rosemary Clooney uh, recorded that song back in 1950, way, way back at this stage. That song was a big hit. But uh, Sharon... Yeah, and Sharon's done a lovely cover of that, I have to say there. Does it bring back memories to you? It is to our listeners on Late Lunch today. We're back with Teddy Stories after the break. Lisa Kenny has a dolly and it's very special to her. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Gary. How are you? Thank you for joining me on the show. Did this bring back memories? Did this prompt you to think about when you were a little one? Um, well, she, oh, every time I look at it, it always reminds me. Um, but it was actually my sister tagged me in the post on Facebook. Right. Now, um, tell us yeah. about your dolly. Well, my dolly's a little um, black dolly. Yeah. Um, I got her when I was two years old. My nan, my dad's uh, mother bought her for me. And as far as uh, my parents can remember, so my my um, nan lived out in Drybridge at the country, and my mum said a little uh, travelling salesman used to call to her, a little Indian man, and she used to buy sheets and towels and blankets and little toys. So my mum thinks that's where she got the doll for me. Lovely. And have you a name? Have, have you a name on her? Oh, her name's Louise. Uh, and what age again? You got her when you were two, three. What age would she be at this stage? She was 40 there on the 28th of March. Oh, God, did you have a birthday party? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And is she in good nick for 40 years? She's not She's not in bad nick now. I gave her a few haircuts over the years. <laughs> did you? And, <laughs> um, I had a little dog, uh, Rocky. He chewed two of our fingers off. Oh, no. But apart from that, she's in perfect condition. Uh, my aunt-in-law knits clothes for me because obviously you can't get clothes to fit her, but um, she knits me dresses and that for her, so... She's actually in a lovely little pink dress now in a blue cardigan. And she means an awful lot to you. Oh, I wouldn't I wouldn't part with her now. She's she's scary to some people. She like she used to frighten the life out of my sister. Um, yeah. When when my sister used to come and babysit for me and she'd stay over. I used to have to ring her the next day and ask her where's Louise. Oh she'd, she'd be hidden. Away. Oh. She'd be hidden. <laughs> but no, I she's off in my room now and I'll pass on to my daughter eventually. You have <laughs> three children. Over, yes. yes, you have three children of your own. Do, do, do you? Is she? Are they allowed access to her? Or, or oh, well, well, my little son Evan. He um, when when Patsy gave me up the clothes for, he dressed her for me, and I actually got a lovely picture printed of him holding her. Lovely. Well, so I've only one girl, Libby, so she'll be passed on to Libby. Ah, isn't that great? What a lovely story and the way you came across her as well. So Louise is her name. She was 40 on the 28th of March and Lisa Kenny loves her. <laughs> Thanks very much, Kerry. Not at all. Thank you for taking the call. Really do okay. appreciate it. Next on the line is Margaret. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Jerry. Thank you for taking our call this afternoon. Tell me your story. Have you a teddy bear? I have a teddy bear, yes. And how long have you the teddy? I have the teddy almost 70 years. <gasps> oh, 70. Now, 70 <laughs> years is a long, long time. How did you how, how did you get this teddy? How, how did it come to you? Well, my mother bought the teddy before I was born. Right. And kept it. Okay. For me. Right. And now, I think she might have been expecting me at the time. And then decided, I'm not sure, did she buy it for somebody else? And then fell in love with it herself and decided to keep it for me. Ah, oh, lovely. So Teddy is, any name on Teddy? Teddy. 
just Teddy, <laughs> straightforward. And describe him. What colour is he? He's kind of a beigey, original Teddy colour, if yes. I could put it that way. Yeah. What he has left of hair, which isn't an awful lot, <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> he's a bit he's, a bit hairless, is it? He's yeah. a bit more than a bit hairless, mm. yes. But he has his two eyes. Yes, Two eyes, so you're lucky because the uh, Sharon Gore was singing about the one-eyed teddy bear. Your fella has two. Good on you. And two eyes, so precious. Again, that's what we're hearing from everybody. So, so, such memories through life from from a young age, all this oh, way. Absolutely, absolutely. Did and you he still sits on the bed every day? Really. Yeah. <laughs> you think now I'd be a bit long in the tooth ah, Teddy sitting on the bed. Margaret, never, ever, ever. You have to always keep that with you because it's so special. It re- it really is. And a little bit worn, as you say, through the years. No mishaps over time? Never no. lost them or anything like that? No. No, 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 never. Never. Okay, so Margaret's Teddy in Laytown County Mead is alive and well and happy and sitting on her bed and keeping her happy too. Margaret, you're a star for taking the call. Lovely to talk to you. And you, Jerry. Thank you for Take talking. Take care of yourself. Not at all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anne-Marie O'Connell is next up. She's in Midloud. RD. Hello, Anne-Marie. Well, Jerry, how are you? Go on, tell me. Oh, before you tell me about the Teddy... Uh, you work in a lovely place. <laughs> I do indeed. I'm in a corner now hiding. Are you? You're in the Valley Inn, are you? I am, yes. Are you at work today? I am. Oh, don't, don't worry. The boss knows me well. You're OK. You needn't worry. He'll definitely allow you to talk to us on late lunch this afternoon. Tell us about on. your... Is it is? Oh, I see what you have. It's not just... It's, it's not a teddy. What have you? I have a cabbage patch doll. Oh, lovely. I still love them when I see them. I'm not joking. I don't know what it is about them. How long have you got the cabbage patch I have them we're not sure if it's 36 or 37 years Mammy's saying it's 36 and my sister's saying 37 and so has she a name really sorry has she a name He uh, he's Corley Clare oh he I bet oh my god yeah. are there girls and boys in cabbage patch as far as I know yes there is because my younger daughter she has a, a newer type and it's a wee girl so Okay, so yours would be one of the originals of the Cabbage Patch. He is. He has the hard head. Oh, yes. Yes. So, what did you say? What's the name? Corley Clay. Corley Clay is the name of your fella. Um, I'd say, just going back and thinking, these things were, you know, today you hear about the the toy for Christmas. That's the phenomenon and it it sells out. Weren't Cabbage Patch like that at one stage? Yeah, in um, 83. That's why we're thinking I... It was actually my dad won it in Londis, in RD. <laughs> <laughs> so so won in a raffle. Yeah, and you couldn't get them in America. There was riots and everything happening. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. So you you were lucky, very lucky. I'd say all other children were envious of you. Were they at the time? Actually, I was only small then myself. Actually, my older sister, she was envious. She wanted it, but she wasn't getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so there was a bit of a, a thrist in the family when, yeah. when when you when you got the cabbage patch, yeah, lad. She said I wasn't old enough to mind them, so she wanted them. And is Corley Clay in good nick? He's okay. He he, he lost an arm over time, and it was sewn back on badly. And um, he still has an original outfit, but he's missing his wee yellow jacket. Lovely. Yeah, and his toes are a little bit busted as well. And again, you'll never part with no. 
No, well, I, I passed them on to the two girls, but uh, they don't seem to want them. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Keep them for yourself, then. Right, that's it. I took them back. Yeah, absolutely. Thrown around the playroom, so... <laughs> <laughs> Do they have their own ones? They have their own newer one, yeah. She has a soft face and curly hair. Mine has the knit, the knitted type hair. Yeah, yeah, a little bit different. But to you back then in the early 80s, well, curly clay was it? Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know what else. Yeah, dad's dead now too, so ah. even, you know. There you go. Great story, the way you got them as well, when they were in short supply. Go on back there and give a hand out in the valley in, will you? Jerry, thanks, mate. Thanks for taking the call, Henry. Thank you. God bless you. Bye bye. Bye bye. bye. Cheryl Ann McAvoy is in Navin in County Mead. She has a teddy. Hello, Cheryl Ann. Hi, Jerry. How are you? Sherilyn, is it? Sorry, I'm, did I pronounce your name wrong? Sherilyn, is it? That's, that's the one. Thank you very much. Sherilyn McAvoy in Navin today. Uh, tell me about your teddy. What is it? A, a he or a she? Uh, I'm not quite sure, honestly. Okay. Uh, have you a name on him? <laughs> no, he never had a name. He never had a name? Because he was kind of shared around the place. Um, okay. I was the first child of five, and he was given to me at my christening by my uncle. I and see. At the time, my aunt decided she didn't like me because she hadn't got one as well. <laughs> and over time, after the rest of us children kind of turned up, he was shared amongst all of us, but he was still mine. And, and he has um, kind of special memories for me, too, because when my brother passed away, he took him to hospital with him. Ah. Oh. So he we kind of just shared him, really. Yeah. He was basically mine. So when I left home, he came with me. You brought him with you. He's what age? What age do you put in him? Oh, do I have to tell you? <laughs> he's 62 this year. Is he? Yeah. So he's, he's still in one piece. And he's not done too badly. Yeah, and he looks good, does he, for his age? What yes. colour is it? The, is it the traditional be- be- teddy colour that we heard early on? Yeah. yeah, he's a traditional one. He's missing an ear. I'm not quite sure where that went to. No, he doesn't grumble anymore. You know where you turn them over and backwards and forwards. Yeah, and they make a noise. He doesn't do that anymore either, and his legs are a bit wonky. But ah, he's all there. After 62 years, and only to lose an ear, it's not bad, is it? Yeah, his nose is a little bit kind of. Faded a little, but he's uh, he's all there. He's yeah. at my dressing table at night. Ah, and he, he's always there. Is he always yeah, close always. by you? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that amazing? The attachment that people have. Yeah, but I think I think the thing also all those years ago, it was like you didn't have many toys. Mm. When you did get something, you kind of clung on to it. Yes. You know, my kids never played with it because they knew it was mine, and they would have picked it up a couple of times, but it was always put back down again. Mm. And I think because nowadays the kids have so much stuff. Right. But they don't have that kind of yeah. attachment to something. Okay, yeah, and, that, and that's a very good point because now with the so much available and so many things, back then when you got this uh, early on in your life from, from baby, from your yeah. baby with children and as they were tiny, it meant so much, so so special. Yeah, he's, um, he's got a pair of the trousers on that I put on him all that <laughs> time ago and he's still wearing them. Ah, my, my. And, and uh, you know, thinking about that is what you say back then. But even today, I see it. Children, once they get that first thing or that first teddy, I, I think it'll always, always be special to children. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Isn't that fantastic? Sherilyn, thank you for joining and telling us your story about Teddy, who's 62. Years of happy health to him and yourself as well. Thank Thanks for much. taking our call. I really appreciate it. Thank you. That's Sherilyn McAvoy there in Navin, County Mead.
they're coming to us. There's more coming to us. Have you a teddy that's uh, been round a long time or a dolly? We want to hear about it on late lunch this afternoon. 70, Louise, is that the, the, the oldest we have at the moment, yes? Uh, well, so far, yeah. there may be older. 70 years young, there may be older or there may be one handed on from generation to generation. Keep the messages coming to us because we want to go back to this in the show today. 86 658 by WhatsApp or text or 1850 if you want to call into us. Yes, I have to say I'm partial to some well, well done deep fried fish, onion rings, batter burgers. And you know, with Easter on the way, there's all the talk of Easter eggs. But putting the uh, two of them together, really? Keith Mullen from Mullen's Takeaway, famous in Dundalk and in the North East, is on the line. Afternoon, Keith. Afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I am good. I don't believe this. Are you really doing this in Mullins, Keith? Tell them what you're doing for Easter, especially. We're doing cream eggs and butter. Holy moly, Keith. You're cotton me. Yeah, no, we are, yeah. And when did you start this? We started them about two weeks ago. We wanted to do them last year. We do the Mars bar and butter all year round. And people have been asking us last year for cream eggs and butter. But we left it, I left it too late and I couldn't get any cream eggs, so I said I was definitely going to do it this year. So you've stocked up and you're giving them the deep fried treatment. Tell me this, I'm interested because I've known about the Mars bar and it's uh, very popular, I know. Yeah, How do you get the batter to adhere to the chocolate? Just just dip it, dip it in a light batter and fry it off for two minutes, that's it. As simple as that? As simple as that, yeah. And the batter sticks to the chocolate and you have the this... Chocolate and the whole inside of the chocolate then melts all together and it, it mixes together. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, Keith. <laughs> Do you ever do a calorie count on it? No, I didn't, know. <laughs> I'd say it's... I wouldn't want to eat them. No, I'd, I'd say you'd have to run a marathon after eating one of them. <laughs> I'd say so, yeah. To, to burn off. And, and genuinely, people are coming in, ordering this and, and, and loving it. Yeah, loving it, yeah. It's going better than we thought it would go. There's people, like, people coming in getting four and five in them at a time. <laughs> yeah. Holy God Almighty! I'm sure there is. I really am sure there is. So the Mars bar has been with you. You've been doing that for some time. We're doing that for a few years now. Yeah. And and and, and you know, in in terms of your business, come back to the Mars bar for a minute. W- would you sell a few of them each? Oh, we week? sell a good few Mars bars. Yeah, go go really really well now. And yeah. what do people do? Would they buy their chips and, you know, their savoury stuff and then buy this as a sweet? or a, a, a sweet after, yeah. yeah. Is, is that the idea? That's the idea, yeah. And you know, when, when you come into the egg, there's the little yellow and uh, orange and white filling with inside. You said the chocolate melts and that. Melts into that, yeah. Oh, so you have that whole gooey mix together yeah. then inside the yeah. batter. It's lovely. <laughs> Jeez, I'm starting to salivate here myself, yeah, Keith, lovely, to be yeah. honest with you, thinking about it. So you're onto something here, and have you plenty? Have you lots of eggs now to take you up to the Easter? Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I got I got a load in there. I got a load in on Friday, and I'm about to get a load in this morning. So hopefully, I have enough to keep me going. <laughs> 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 so available at Mullins from now to Easter. Will you stop it at? E- yeah, the eggs will finish at Easter, will to, they? I'll have to stop it at Easter. Yeah, but we've been asked. We've been asked by customers if there any other bars we 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 can do in battle. So we're going to hold a Facebook poll sometime in the summer and get whatever bar whatever bar wins the poll. We're going to run for a month. In battle, see how that goes. Uh, those Snickers, I'm sure, will have to be a candidate there yeah, for I'd sure. So, yeah. 
you know, and I, I love a catch. Catch bar is one, like, not the one the red wrapper. I actually, catch bar, I actually never tried. We've tried the Snickers ourselves now, and it's quite nice. We've tried a few bars ourselves. I haven't tried a uh, catch much. Try the try catch, one. will you, Keith, for yeah. me, just to see it what happens. Yeah. I'd love a bit of feedback on that. To see, that's a, I have to go and taste one. I will. I know, I, and yeah, then I'll have yeah. to try and walk up a mountain, down a hill, and <laughs> burn off whatever comes with it. I love it, and you're onto something, and you really have caught the imagination across social media with this yeah. as well. Oh, it's going really, really well, yeah. It is. Good luck to you. You're really good people, honestly, and uh, good luck to you with this between now and Easter, Keith. Thanks for taking my call. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Mullins Takeaway for your deep-fried Easter eggs, folks, this uh, Easter 2019. Jessica Woods joins me on Late Lunch. She wants to make a wee appeal to you. Hello, Jessica. Hello. How are you today? I am very good. Now, tell us, you live in the uh, famous historic Monaster Boys in County Loud. You You have a couple of visitors, I believe. I have two little visitors, a little boy and a little girl, and they're not the type that you're thinking. They're not children, they're um, they're dogs. <laughs> well, tell us the story of these, because I'm looking at the pictures of them, and they lovely dogs, the pair of them, oh, aren't they? they're gorgeous, they're gorgeous. Um, last Thursday, um, myself and my daughter were leaving the house just before 9 o'clock, or just before 10 o'clock in the morning. And my, now, a little bit of a backstory, my own colleague went missing um, from the same area about four months ago, almost to the day. And there's a field just next to my house, and we always tend to look in the field. It's just a habit now. Yeah. After the four months, oh, is he there? Has he has he come home to us? Did you not and get him back? No, is your collie no, still gone? No, never saw oh. him. And no, so uh, we've just been on this this hunt for our own dog, and so it's one of those habits that the whole family will always look in the field as we're passing by. There was nothing there. Okay, another day without the dog, and we went about our business. My husband came home about half ten on Thursday morning, again, looked in the field, and he saw two pups, and he said, oh, something's not right there. He went and parked the car, and he called them over, and um, he said, look, they're going to get hit on the road if he leaves them there. Mm. So he brought them into the house and um, gave them a bit of food and water and just kind of kept them secure and, and sent me a text and said, oh, there's two dogs at the house. Uh, we throw them up on Facebook? And so there, we found them at the, in the field just where the New Line Road meets the bottom of the Montespoise Tower Road. Mm, I know. And yeah, and like it's a lovely, lovely big farm area, you know, big field and all. But it's a strange place for two dogs to magically show. Up. And um, the female um, is a little yellowy blonde um, terrier type dog, and she's so friendly. She's hilarious. And uh, the male is a little black and brown. He has a face like uh, the coloring like a Doberman Pinscher, but he's. He's more like a like a little dots and a little sausage dog, but he's really thick fur. And um, we took them to Westgate Vets uh, to check for microchips, and they scanned their necks, their backs, all four legs, and their tail, all of that because sometimes the chips can move. Mm. But uh, no chips at all, no collars, nothing, um, nothing, nothing but at all. These dogs look in good health and good fettle that they were well looked after. Yeah, their coat they like they weren't very dirty. Now obviously the the black one is is shorter than the blonde one, but um and he had some he had some muck on him, but he was laying in the field for, you know, at least possibly a half an hour mm. or more. But um other than that, like their coats were clean, they're well mannered, their teeth look good. Mm. They look like somebody's pets. Okay. And you are minding them since last week? I am, yeah, yeah. Now I've got um, the I've got the female separated away from the male because neither one are neutered. Mm. Um, we no I I asked door to door in the area. Um, I've asked people that walk the area. 
We've registered them with DAR, with Cullen, with uh, lostdog.co.uk. Um, I'd, I'd be on all of the rescue pages looking for my own dog. And so well, I've got them on all of the all of the Facebook pages, the rescue pages, and I didn't just kind of keep it in Laos and Neve. I put them all over the country because if they were stolen from somewhere mm. and possibly dumped, I just... I have to do right by them. <laughs> yes, and you, you've you've put the message out extensively, but no bites yet, and that's why you're on with me today, to see if we can hit somebody in Loud Mead or the surrounding counties with this. Two dogs, one male, one female. Uh, the little bitch is blonde-coloured uh, and in heat at the moment, and the dog is a dark, as you said, with that pointy type of face on it as well. Last yeah. What day last week did you pick them up? That was Thursday the 4th. Okay, so Thursday the 4th. Does that ring a bell with anybody? Is anybody missing a couple of dogs? Have they been taken? Did you lose them? What's the story? Jessica Woods has them and she's a great stepmammy, but she'd love to give them back to their dad or their mum if they're listening or you know anything about it today. You're so kind. I, I, I don't know at this stage, four months on, your own lad, not looking good. Uh, well, look, we always hold out hope, but, yeah. um, you know, what do you do? I, I, my... my reason in keeping the dog safe at the moment and you know now they're cuddled up in front of the fire every night and mm. they're being loved on by the kids um i just hope that if somebody has my dog the same situation that they'd be minding him the same way i'd mind them mind these kids. absolutely i'm i'm sure they are thank you for joining me we put it no out there if we get anything we'll be in touch is that okay Please, thank you so much i really appreciate it not now. at all jessica thank, thank you for joining you. us on late lunch today really do appreciate it so if you can help there 1850 short break more teddies coming up gareth mcdonald thank you gareth here's gareth's story about his teddy bear he was in the fca uh oh, sorry gareth's brother baz baz mcdonald many people know him he's a great footballer score goals to beat the band I have to tell you he was in the FCA in Drogheda back in the early to mid 80s he went on a trip to Waterford and brought Gareth back uh, his first real teddy he thought long and hard about a name for it he was 8 at the time Gareth was and the teddy is now 35 he called the teddy 2 star because his brother Baz had 2 star badges on his uniform he assumes for whatever rank in the army at the time and he says he has 2 star as he calls him safe in his attic because he took it from his mum's, he used to live in Ballsgrove and Drogheda, he took it from there and he brought it to his home now in Stamullen back in 2001 and he loves him. Lovely to hear from me, Garrett. Met Garrett in Old Trafford a few years back. I think it was at a Man U Arsenal game I was at over there. I'm Danish Liz in that boy. I'm sure we met Danish Liz before. I got my teddy in 1950. My mum gave birth to twin girls and my parents had bought this teddy for me because they wanted me to have a present on that special day, the 4th of March 1950. His name is Bamsey, B-A-M-S-E, means teddy in Danish and he's very, very much loved. I have somebody else on the line with me now. Hello, who's there this afternoon? Hello? Hi, my name is Hannah. Hello, Hannah. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Is that your message I read out a second ago, no? No. Mm, no. No, you're different. Okay, tell me, Dolly or Teddy? Uh, I have a Teddy. Okay. And uh, he is the same age as I am. I got it as a present from my uh, godmother when I've been born. And he is 62 now. Ah, lovely. And I brought him over from Germany. It was the first thing I packed 20 years ago, so I didn't miss him. And uh, he is still in Drada now, 20 years later. (laughs) 
<laughs> and and does he share a bed with you, or where do you keep him? I uh, keep him on my bed, but uh, I put him down when I go to bed. Ah, I see. So <laughs> all those years he's been yours, originally in Germany, your homeland, and you bring him to Ireland, and he's here with you now. Obviously, there are a lot of memories in him. Yes, for you. Yes, yes, a lot, a lot. And will you describe uh, him for us? What colour is he? He's yellow. Yeah. And he is missing a bit of his foot, and he is missing one eye. Yeah. And the ear is a bit loose. But <laughs> uh, he has, uh, he has. He, I don't know the English word for it. You know, you, you. Uh, he is dressed. In a in a baby suit. Uh, yes, uh, yeah. Uh, you know? uh, what do you call those things that you put a baby into a baby grono or a little uh, other type of clothes? Uh, yes, honestly, Adam. honestly, I think. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, and uh, he's still happy, still with me. <laughs> and you're very happy with him. <laughs> I am. I am. And I'm. Uh, yeah, and I don't wanted to 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 fix him up. You know. No. Because no, no, uh, no, no. It, then it wouldn't be my teddy anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. Do nothing because that one eye and the loose eye and the little bit missing here and there is part and parcel. It shows how much they've lived and how much they've been loved over the years. Of course it does. Of course it does. Yes. yes. So, uh, yeah, he's happy. He. He's coming with me all the time. <laughs> Great stuff. Hannah, I'm delighted you told us about the German teddy bear who now is living in Ireland. And we won't be worried about her exit here. We'll all be together in Europe forever, let's hope. OK, yes, we will. We, we will. will indeed. Thank you for joining us, Hannah. Appreciate it. Thank you, Jerry. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 62 years young, a German teddy. Isn't that amazing? Caroline's next up to talk to me. Hello, Caroline. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm very good. Tell me your story. It's about dollies, is it? Dolls with you. It is, Jerry. I have three uh, crawly dollies. Um, Yes. One was given to me by my late father, and then two others were given to me in the late 70s um, by Santi. Okay. And the first one given to me by my late father, he actually got it from someone in in his work at the time in 72, 73. It was around the birth when when we were actually born. I'm a twin. So um, I got one, and I I don't know whether my twin got one now at the time. I didn't ask my mum about that now. Yeah. So the, um, the Crawley is special to you? It is. It is, Jerry. Yeah. Now, Now, they're well played with. Absolutely yeah. well played with. And have yeah, the names? Have, um, have the names? Uh, I don't know because I have a lot of... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code GLOW. Of my uh, childhood toys. Do you? Uh, most of them are boxed away, Jerry. Silver cross pram, and I have a, a beautiful doll, um, and it has the discs. I don't know whether you remember the discs, and they wind up with the the discs in them, and they play music. Yes, I do know what you're talking about. I do know that you mentioned it. You have that packed away carefully as well, have you? Have that now. They come out once a year. These quality dolls, because they beautiful, gorgeous, long hair, and we we um. We bath in it in the in the summer sun, so they do come out. Right, but you <laughs> do mind them. And she does. She she just loves actually when they do come out. You know, because they have their their clothes and their little yeah. shoes and their original stuff. You know. Yes, yes. But crawly dolls were very, very popular and and continue to be and continue to be loved by so many people as well. So you you've lots of other things from your childhood that you really do mind and take care of and you don't want anything to happen to them. I have. I have um, a few uh, Cindy. I have a tiny tears. I don't know whether you know the tiny tears yep. from the 80s. Yeah. And I have a doll. I think she was made on the rest representation of a pop star at the time, Tanya, Tanya she's ginger hair but she's immaculate Jerry. I love really? Her. Beautiful, beautiful dress. Tanya yeah, yeah I think it was um, yeah. um, something like that but mm. um, I have um, all the Cindy collection in relation to you know, the little eggs and pizzas and I know you were talking about it earlier in the fridge and the wash machine, all the furniture belonging to Cindy Brilliant. I saw boxes here. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great to hear all these stories yeah. of people who uh, these dolls and everything they have are so precious to them. Love your story. We haven't got another Crowley doll yeah. one. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks so Thank much, Caroline. Lovely to much, talk Caroline. to you on Late Lunch okay. today. Take care of yourself. Okay. Denise Tui, I think, is next up. Thanks, Caroline. Denise, are you there? I am. Hello, Denise. How are you? I'm grand at Baba Jerry. What age is your... Is it a teddy? Yeah. It's a teddy bear. He's 45 at Christmas. He's 44 at the moment. <laughs> He's a bit battered, like we tell. <laughs> What's his name? Henry. Henry? Where did you get, get the name Henry from? It was The tag is off it now, but he was called Henry when I got him. And that was his name that was already given, and you said, I'm happy with Henry. Is he well, again, I'll just ask you this, And is he the traditional teddy bear colour? He is the traditional, yes. The brown and uh, he's black ears and he had a mm. black nose, but that's gone. I actually have to put clothes on him at the moment. <laughs> Obviously, you played a lot with him and spent a lot of time with Henry. I did, but also, like, when I first moved out, I took the teddy bear 
Henry with me and my mum's sister went mad that I took it off my mother's bed so I had to bring it back and put it on my mother's bed for years. <laughs> really? Yeah, until I had my own children I just took my teddy bear and I said, well, my teddy bear, I'm taking it with me. It's time to move at this stage, isn't it? Funny the way people are precious and believe the part and parcel of, of their family and to move them, you know, it caused a little bit of friction there and of course... You have to do what you have to do to keep the peace. Now, 44 years of age, uh, called Henry. And w- t- did you say to me again, just remind me, where did you get him from? I got him actually from my daddy's sister. She bought it from me for Christmas when right. I was three months old. Ah, so you have this fella since you were born. I have, yeah. Oh my God, you have to keep this fella, no matter what shape he's in. But the, I, I say it again, with use and that, bits and pieces do fall off. They do change a little bit over time. But uh, basically, you'll never part with Henry now. He's yours, he's in your home. Do you have any idea who you might pass him on to? Who would he be for next? Well, I think, like, I have, I've only got one girl and I have two boys, so I think I'd leave it to the, okay. the daughter. Yes, and it wasn't unusual. I know we talk about dollies and teddies, but girls or boys got teddies. Teddies were the things for either girls or boys. Yeah. Yeah, mm. like I still have my four, all my children. Like my eldest is 21. And my daughter is 17 today. What's um, her name? Keegan Chewy. Happy birthday, Keegan. Happy birthday to you this very day. Tegan, did you say it? Tegan, is, is it? Yeah, Tegan, yeah. Yeah, happy birthday to Tegan Day, 17 years today. And you have have you got their ones, their original I ones as well? Have, I have all their original ones. My sisters have their, all their original teddy bears and I had a sister <laughs> that passed away and we still oh. have all horse stuff as well. Oh my God almighty. What was her name? Deborah. She used to work in LMFM years ago. Did she? Yeah, Deborah McGuirk. Oh my God! There you go. There we've a link. We God, we remember Deborah now today, and you have her stuff as well, isn't that just so yeah. precious to your family? I'm sure as well to it have is that. Indeed, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Denise, thank you for your story of Henry. Appreciated today. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Take bye. care, yourself. Bye bye, bye bye. That's Denise Tui there, and more and more. They keep coming to us, and my God, we certainly have opened up something very sentimental and special to an awful lot of people this afternoon. You know, Teddy's. You could say this, they really are true friends from the youngest age right through life. It's Jerry Fish and the Mudbug Club. Something you'll forget to say Don't dismay True friends never part Time for motoring on Late Lunch and we are joined as usual by our motoring man Tony Conlon and today our featured dealer is Gilmore's in Kingscourt there for more years than we care to remember they're going to tell us all about it in a short while I'm delighted to welcome to the show the dealer principal Ken Gilmore is with us today and Aaron Comiskey is here he's the brand manager for Mercedes you're all very welcome to the show gentlemen thank you for thank joining you. me Tony uh, let's talk about Gilmore's how long are they there what year uh, I think about 55 I mean 55 
years. I God Almighty, we were talking about teddy bears a while ago, and they're there nearly as long as some of the teddy bears we were hearing about. But it is longevity. They're they're just a landmark, aren't they? There. Yeah, you don't you don't last that long unless no. you're doing the business, especially with the marks that they have, basically mm. being Mercedes, Nissan, and Hyundai. And uh, what's very very interesting about it is that there's no way any of the staff, especially. <coughs> Ken Gilmore himself can be brought in and told how to sell a certain product or brainwash the rat in it here because it's so diverse. Mm. You have Mercedes, which is the luxury mark with petrol and diesel engines, also going to go down the electric route and hybrid route eventually, uh, sooner than later. And then you have the Nissan with the best selling one of the best, best thing this year and uh, Nissan Leaf electric cars, the Kona, which has got the longest range in the Hyundai. So it's really a beautiful situation to be mm. in. Uh, I know the market may be down slightly, and there's a little bit of hesitation out there. But that, that, that's that's not created by the industry. That we can we can speak about that later on. But uh, we can get over that hill too. The fact is that there's a major employer here among our mits. Yeah. In between County Mead and County Cavan and wherever else. Uh, more, more than that, I'm sure. But uh, and I a think major we've a loud man, maybe loud here man. as yeah. well, was to say, yeah. have yeah. we? We're still I'm a northerner. Oh no, <laughs> even north and loud. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but anyway, look, the other thing to mention, just on Nissan as well, that I want to say, the Micra. Oh my God, the Micra has really just turned heads left, right, and centre. The new model, hasn't it? It has, and it's, the beautiful, brave thing about it was, I think we might say this, Jerry, was to retain the name Micra. Mm. Well, Micra started off as small, little, little super mini. No, it's still the super mini class. Yeah. But it's that step above. It's it's a bigger car now by far. Many manufacturers would have changed the name. But it, I'm glad they didn't because uh, uh, they've made so many changes to it. It's out now two years. They've introduced another new engine, the one litre. They've introduced automatic transmission and introduced uh, a new infotainment system, which is up there with the very, very, very best yeah. out there. The big thing for the micro now is from a self-drive, for the tourists coming into Ireland, you have an automatic version. It is called a CVT, Continual Variable Transmission. The old ones used to roar like a pig going to slaughterhouse. The new ones, the modern one, the, uh, the Micra, is a beautiful by-step system. Yes. It's a lovely car to drive in one litre. We drove it in Lisbon earlier on this year. But that's what I have there. There's, there's a lot more to talk about. Ah, can, of course. Let's bring in the Mercedes man. Aaron Comiskey yeah. is with us, brand manager for Mercedes. Now, Mercedes has been a status symbol. Is that fair to say for years? When you drove America, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Don't I remember the exactly. ad? Exactly. Yeah. But now it's not just exclusive to, uh, yes. to those that are older or with a lot of money. It's open to the younger mm. market as well especially with the new A-Class out at the moment. Um, the A-Class yeah. hatchback is a beautiful creature, gorgeous isn't it? It is a gorgeous... Now, when you say, like, the people would have it in their mind, Aaron, that what I've said there, that it is, you know what I mean, a premium mark and that. Are you definitely saying it's in there now to be considered in the space com- a competitor with others that traditionally were maybe a cheaper car? Well, the cars that were taken in part exchange at the moment would suggest that. So we've yeah. Ford Focuses, Fiestas and... Volkswagens and coming in against Mercedes Mercedes A-Class so with PCP especially it's a lot more affordable to get into the brand PCP I'm saying this again I've mentioned Uh, it many times over the months as well it's still a big thing when it comes to to purchases it is it probably accounts for about 20% of our business at the moment but it will it will grow it seems like it's going to continue and you do finance is finance available if you don't want to go that route exactly okay that's there as well there's something for everyone when you look at them, can I say about where well, I've looked at the A, the C, the E and the S class, they're all much sportier than they once were, aren't they? 
Well, that was the point to open up the market to the younger generation once again and people who would never, never have considered one before. Mm. So. Spacious, yes. Uh-huh. Safety. And Tony talks about this all all the time. That word safety runs through them all as well, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, something's probably undersold with Mercedes a lot. They've always led the way with safety. They invented the airbag, the three-pointed seatbelt, crumple zones, and they continue to do so mm. as we go along. At the moment now, an A-class, as standard, you have active brake assist. So... If a car in front of you brakes and you don't notice, for example, the car will literally slam mm. on the brakes itself. Yeah, it's a terrific option. should be standard on all cars. Yeah, yeah, please God, it will yeah. be one day, but it yeah. is offered there at the minute. Come into the conversation, Ken. Lovely to okay. have you with us Thank on late much. lunch this afternoon, uh, Ken Gilmore. You drive Mercedes yourself, do you? I take it you do. Well, a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. now, for someone that's driven them over the years, this transformation in the last while, is this one of the biggest leaps you've seen in your in your lifetime involved with them? Probably, well, it's definitely in the, in the change in styling and in the performance of the cars. It's just remarkable. Also, I would say the economy with all the new engines. You know, the cars are literally doing probably 40% more than they did 15 years ago yeah so it's it's you know it's it's just it's it's a major change and i i would see an awful lot more of our customers are younger people um and as aaron says the, the variety probably 40 percent of our cars mm. trading cars are non-mercedes mm. and they would be against both the bigger but mainly the smaller cars mm. in the range mm. and, and you mentioned that because i had mm. one for a while but i need the, a, a tank behind it towed behind it to refuel it uh, so i did but you're telling me that has changed economy is a big factor now for economy is a big factor i mean uh, the average e-class even now is doing over 50 miles a gallon yeah yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a major turnaround mm. Mm. and i mean mercedes have gone down the road of investing actually three billion euro in developing their new diesel engine. Now, yeah. that's three billion. Mm. So they're staying with, with diesel for the foreseeable Yeah, because that's a, that's a theme, Tony. That's, it, right, it, it nearly comes up every month you're here with us, isn't it? This debate, petrol, diesel, hybrid, electric. Yeah. You hear Ken saying that again today. Yeah, there's no doubt at all about it. I, I think something has to happen. Someone has to come out and make a, a statement from, from a, the national perspective or whatever. I know we see the Lord Mayor, what happened in London at the weekend or Monday or whatever, on, on the taxation and diesel and all mm. that. But to put things in perspective, the science is out there. Once you have engineers and scientists working on diesel, in other words, making them cleaner and lowering the NOx factor. Because of the hesitation out there, CO2 gases emissions have gone up from the mm-hmm. petrol increasing petrol sales in our cities. Mm-hmm. The NOx gases have come down because of what happened with the diesel gate system way yes. back, which we know the scandals that yeah. were involved there. But to pronounce diesel dead would be creating bankruptcy to so many young couples or young people that are driving, or old people, it doesn't matter, that are driving to Dublin every day of the week or driving to work. Mm. They need economy, number one, because they're trying to pay a mortgage, educate their family. So they need economy. They may not be able to afford to go into a brand new hybrid or a brand new electric car, but once a car is sufficiently clean enough there, and people come out and say diesel is not dead, so the market is 11% down. Now, everyone can start to scare factor and upset employment again what happened in the recession, but let's get a level playing pitch on this little island of ours and not be scared of people. It's 11% down, not because of everyone is blaming Brexit, Brexit, Brexit. It's not. There's people out there who don't understand. Should I buy diesel? Should I buy petrol? I spoke to Peugeot yesterday, lads, and mm. they have so many diesel products. I was speaking to you people today with three billion. The, the most luxurious car manufacturer in the world is spending three billion on the research and development of diesel. 
Like, where are we going? It's not dead by any means. Come back, c- come back to you on, on the on the different mm. classes, uh, Aaron. Maybe I'll mm. talk to you about that for a minute. A class, C class, E class, S class. Is is it a question that the A class is, let me say, m- maybe for the younger person with the styling of it, somebody getting into Mercedes for the first time, and then you move up CES? Is, is, that's, uh, is that a stupid question? No, it's not. It's probably so. But, is that the uh, way it's structured? It seems like a stepping stone. Yes. Especially, just to give you an example, yep. uh, on the PCP module, I have a guy uh, will be taking collection of a new CLS this year for 192. He started off five years ago with a uh, CLA 180 Petro. Okay. Eventually he went into a C class, then he went up into an E class, and slowly So that is the progression the stone So when you're in the, the S class, you're in the Bobs. You've made it, Ken, in life. Is that there what there. Is yeah, that? That's as good as you get. <laughs> 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 so if you see anyone of that, you can tap them, or you know that something has happened that's very special, or they are so successful in business. But it has that that Tony said there. You know, is, is that a, a big plus for you guys as brand, you as brand manager, your sales team, and that as well? That it has that premium thing about it. Yeah, well, it's the oldest manufacturer in the world, the inventor mm. of the motor car. So the three-pointed star has that draw, and that's yeah. it. You know, it seems to be that there's a saying at the moment out. You've always dreamt of owning a Mercedes-Benz one day. Well, one day is now. Mm. And with the new A-Class starting at €28,000 or there, thereabouts, yeah. and with PCP deals from anything from 2.9% APR. Mm. It's, it's certainly bringing you into the ballpark, it's isn't it? When, into the ballpark. when you talk about that, there's no, there's no doubt about it. Ken, have you, like when you talk about all the years you're there that we mentioned, and congratulations to you on the longevity as well. Do you find that when somebody comes into a Mercedes, they sort of they stay there? That you, they're loyal to you, they'll come back to you. Invariably, they do. Yeah, um, people when they get into it, you know, when they get, they don't like to get back into another car. Not maybe for prestige, but you miss the drivability of the car, the comfort, you know, everything that comes in it, and people get used to that. And uh, the cars hold their value; they're not they're not that expensive to change, really, in in comparison. Uh, the residual values are good in them, mm. so uh, no, people enjoy them. And you know, if if you like your car, you like a Mercedes Benz. I was looking at the E Class, the Drive Pilot, the remote parking. By God, I could do with that because I couldn't park it in Dublin Airport. To be honest with you, I'm being honest. The intelligent drive. There's so many features in there, aren't there? That makes you know th- th- this thing. W- when you use all that's involved, it, 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 it makes driving simple. Can I say that easier? It does, you know, and it really makes the cars quite good value. If you look at the amount of, of um, stuff that's gone into them and technology over the last probably ten years, you know, cars are actually cheaper than they were mm. Mm. And it's I would say that, that to you, you know? yeah. it is actually a very valid point because every car car launch you go to and there's a replacement for a Merc you're hearing two very important things here you're hearing as you already covered Ken the economy factor has improved that's heavy diesel or petrol or whatever and you're also hearing you're getting more standard equipment than you were in the previous model. Tony's some big, fan of this. He's no, preaching well, this for years here yeah, to but, us. Yeah, but like, you are. I, like, I am, I am, yeah. But like, as I keep going back to the day you buy is the day you sell. But I love the piece of, just not to take it up on you, but about, we mentioned there about the S-Class and about people with Mercedes and you, you've met it there and whatever. <laughs> and I remember sitting down, people have conversations in life and you remember something from them, but <clears throat> one fellow said, in comparison to other places in the world, like, like, 
I said to this fellow once, would you, would you not buy a Mercedes? I said, I couldn't. I'd be going in there, he said, trying to sell stuff to them and they think I made it. <laughs> and I, I'd rather go in a meow banger, a meow, meow rover, you know. And then we're speaking to someone else who said, do you know, it's the fellow in the rover I wouldn't be buying off because the fellow in the market, you know, he has made it. He, he's worked successfully, you know. So it's, it's, a, it's a no-win situation. It's, it's a so, double-edged sword. It's so yeah. interesting. I want to head to a break. When we come back, we're not forgetting Gilmore's Hyundai and Nissan. We're going to talk about them after the break. Gilmore's in Kingscourt is a landmark. We're focusing on Gilmore's today on Late Lunch in our motoring feature with Tony Conlon and in studio with us today is Ken Gilmore and Aaron Comiskey. Tony, let's come now to uh, the other aspects to Gilmore's Hyundai and Nissan and especially the Kona Hyundai and the Nissan Leaf. Yeah, well, if you take Nissan first, which was yes, Datsun originally, yeah. uh, we'll go back to Leaf in a second. Like Nissan have been there, I suppose, the longest, have improved dramatically. They've won the cars coming like the Toyota Corolla. That trouble-free aspect hardly ever broke down have to bring them back into a garage that was going back to the the what was it the Datsun 20 or whatever it was called yeah. then uh, but the Leaf again like everything else it improved dramatically and the head of a technology the Leaf is a very interesting car insofar as that they've the Kona was the best seller for the first couple of weeks in the year yeah. and then they fought back and now they've sold up to 532 units which is again 105 at the same time last year sales so are it's well like, up well sales are up over 500% so people are looking more. in this direction but as well there's no question at all about it we've said this before Jerry. the fact of the matter is there's a lot of people now at the party there was, this party was only for diesel cars originally on the odd petrol because petrol cars the CO2 was so high mm. now petrol has increased CO2 has come down economy has come up, come up performance come up from a little three-cylinder engine the diesel has improved the hybrid has come to the party the plug-in hybrid has come to the party and now the electric fella is arriving late and he's absolutely OK is the Leaf full electric? the Leaf is fully electric and they're going to have a new uh, someone could ring in now and say oh there's more mileage in the corner well, yes, there is. The corner do up about 448 kilometres. It's nearly as much as a Telsa. It will cost up to maybe €100,000 and maybe from €80,000 up. Yes. And the build quality is absolutely not too good, and I'm mm. not to use a bad word. But uh, the corner is a totally different vehicle altogether. The, the the capacity is there. The anxiety factor is gone. That thing used to drive everyone kind of a little bit mad. You were suffering from range anxiety, it was yeah. called. I don't think there was a doctor in the country who could cure it, but anyway, you had to cure it yourself somewhere. The car companies cure it by giving greater Okay, so the battery feature is gone now. And Nissan will have the same as the corner with a new 62 kilowatt. They're now taking the posits on. They'll bring it right up to the 400 kilometres thereabouts. So once you get rid of the the range anxiety, it's a matter of liking the car. Will the boot take me golf clubs? Mm. Will will it do this? Will it do that? Once you can get the range, it will happen. And once the infrastructure, and we can talk all day about that, is put in place, it's not there yet. But there's more on the way. There's a story last week already. And I know it's Dublin, you know, the usual Dublin-centric, but it'll roll out from there. More charge points as well. Ken, come in on this one here to me. How, how, you know, when you talk about Mercedes being your benchmark down there, how important are Hyundai and Nissan and these models to you, the Leaf and the Kona? Right, well, just to say they're extremely important to us, right? Uh, And we're very lucky to be sold both of them because Mm. between the Kona and the Leaf, they have over 80% of the electric car sales Mm. tied up, right? Um, we, we do the Nissan in three locations, in Cabri Cars, in Kingscourt, in Navan Nissan, and in Mullingar, Mullingar Nissan. Okay. We do Hyundai in Navan, in Navan Hyundai. Uh, both cars going very, very well for us. Um, difference in price, uh, there is a difference in range at the moment, but 
needless as, to, as Tony says uh, Nissan are coming out with the 62 kilowatt uh, battery which will do that, so the, both Almost cars will do equidistant exactly, exactly. Who, who are migrating to these cars explain have you a profile of a customer who does full electric suit It'll depend a lot on your lifestyle, to be fair, right? Or people who are organised. It will suit commuters, right? If you're driving from Drogheda to Dublin every day, you have no problem and you ch- charge it when you come home at night, overnight, or you can charge it at work. Um, uh, even on longer commutes, we have a lot of people even travelling from, you know, 60, 70 miles each way every day. The car is absolutely no problem. No bother but, there. No. But the big thing there is, right, you're going to save probably 80% on your fuel bills. That's a huge thing. Uh, for company people, uh, there's no BIK mm. if the company supplies a car to you or if your wife's in the company and you happen to buy her a nice new car for her birthday or whatever, it's BIK free. Um, for companies as well, you have tax write-offs up to 24,000 capital allowance in one year uh, on a new car and if you buy two of them, you have twice that. Yes. So there's a lot, a lot of, of benefits there. A lot of benefits there. Um, taxis, Taxis get on top of everything, on top of your 5,000 VRT allowance, on top of the 5,000, sorry, 3,800 a taxi gets back from the SEAI, a grant. They get a 7,000 allowance as well. So they're up into 16, 15, mm. 16,000 mm. off the price of the car. So the Arbiter, the initial investment, mm-hmm. right? But you're saying to me, with, with something I, I heard you say there, you're going to save massively on fuel. So over time, the payback is going to justify the initial expenditure. It definitely will. I mean, 80% of your fuel bills, add, add it up. It know, is huge, it is huge. Road tax, 120. Um, you know, you've, you've uh, plus, I think probably the biggest thing at the moment was that people were afraid, oh, where do I get a charging point? Where do I go? You know, at the moment, the ESB have just announced they're spending 20 million on a load of rollouts. That's on, right. On new charging points mm. everywhere. Mm. Should cure all that. But you'll charge these at home. You get a fitting at well, home, you do. You plug it into your mains mm. and it charges mm. your car. Yeah, and the good news is, right, for that, you get a 600 uh, euro grant, which in most modern houses will actually cover or more or less cover the cost of installing. They're all tear now to so, buy a let- like, Buy one. you fail with this? Well, there's no, the only way you can fail with it is that if, if, if our, if our, if our, for example, our, our Department of Transport don't put a ruling in there, that's the same rule in Drogheda as it is in Trim, as it is in Mullingar to charge a car, that you're not going to be clamped in Dublin, not clamped in Mead, mm. which you shouldn't be clamped anywhere because you're showing that green foot. Uh, and that a parking electric car doesn't take up a parking space. All day, and that shouldn't be discussed there because we're talking about the technology of it. The other thing is that someone could turn around and say the science that's needed here comes from little mines and big mines in Africa and there's slave labour here and there look it, that's all been improved upon we did discuss it before yeah. but it's it, windmills electricity costs money one way or another to produce the fact of the matter is you'll have a cleaner society mm. and, and it, if it happens and can go economically enough for people to afford and that range anxiety thing Mercedes will have electric too. Mm. And that's happening, Aaron. Yes, that's that's anticipated from your end of things uh, with Gilmore's as well, it that is. electric will become part of your portfolio. It is, and it will. Even this year, we've the EQC is due to come out as a mid-size SUV. It'll be out in the middle of the year. Um, and then going into the, year, the following year, 2020 and 2021, we foresee a lot more full electric vehicles with Mercedes. Okay, so that's going to be uh, within your, your emit as well. Mm-hmm. Um if people come to you with their petrol or diesel or whatever, can you're of course, in, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we would still sell an awful lot more diesel cars mm. than petrol, even still. Uh, and I suppose 
it doesn't matter to us. We mm. take the car, you know, we value yeah, the yeah. car as it yeah. is. And uh, diesel, as we said already, as Tony said as well, it's here for a long, long time. Mm. You know, a lot of people, it suits their lifestyle, it suits their budget, and petrol is the upcoming. And there you heard it. So uh, we say well done. Congratulations on longevity again to Gilmore's and their various outlets, but synonymous, of course, with King's Court. Thank you all for joining me on the show today. Uh, Tony Connell, as usual, our motoring man, Aaron Comiskey, brand manager, and of course, uh, principal, dealer principal, Ken Gilmore. Lovely to see you all today and wish you well for the future. We were finishes, finished with horse stories yesterday, Louise, but uh, we had to come back to it again today, didn't we? How are you, no. horse? No. <laughs> That's a shocking insult. Yeah, apparently so. Although I think I'd prefer to be called a horse than a pig or a cow. There's loads of fellas say that. How are you, horse? Well, they used to do in Navan anyway. Oh, they did, and they do in other places as well. But I'll tell you one thing, you wouldn't do it in the Middle East. That story about, uh, she lives in London, Leila Sharavesh, uh, has been arrested. She went out to her ex-husband's funeral in the Middle East with her 14-year-old daughter. She was married to this for 18 years, and she's been arrested and charged and could face two years in prison or a £50,000 fine huge. for <laughs> calling... Her ex-husband's new woman, a horse. (laughs) She called her a horse. When she saw photos of her on Facebook, she says, uh, you left me for this horse to the husband. And now they've arrested her. Isn't that just terrible? Seriously, a horse. (laughs) I'd love to have the eyelashes of a horse. (laughs) What is it about people in that part of the world? You know, Arabs, Israelis or whatever. You can't say a thing about them. If you say anything, they're... (laughs) Two years in prison. It's very extreme, isn't it? It is. It really is. I have to say it's extreme. Bet she has a long face now. (laughs) (laughs) We shouldn't really laugh, should we, though? That was funny. (laughs) Would you be insulted? Would you be insulted if someone said, how are you, horse? Well, normally to fellas say it to fellas. They wouldn't say it to women. Yeah, they... No, no, no. Louise is a lovely filly. (laughs) <laughs> she's a nightmare at times my <laughs> fetlocks blow in the wind all the time <laughs> only joking only joking she's the best anyway just tell you we just decided we'd let you I'd know that you. one keep Please. it <laughs> <Didn't you want? laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> the poor woman let's see what happens there god almighty two years or 50,000 I hope she's plenty of money and can pay it and get the hell out of there and back to London the, the, the footnote is her daughter who was 14 had to fly back on her own that's terrible I didn't think you were allowed to do that well there you go they just said, go ahead, back yourself there and we'll keep your mammy for the next while. Anyway, you would late lunch on LMFM Radio this Tuesday afternoon. It's about a year since we spoke to the Vavro family. Nadia was here and our two sons, Vlad and Slav, and they're back with us in a while for an update. Stay with us on the show. I'll remind you that it's about a year ago since we talked to the Vavro family. Mum Nadia was with us back then. Her son Slav was with her and Slav had been diagnosed with cancer at that stage and he didn't look too well. And Vlad was here as well, his brother, and we had an interesting conversation almost a year on and they're back. And I can tell you, (laughs) I am so delighted to have them back with us on the show. And this man, Slav, I can tell you, Ah, Mum, isn't he looking so different, Nadia, from a year ago? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my word. 
this is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. It what's is. happened in the year? What, 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 since you were here last? Tell us, take us through. When we were here last time, he was on chemotherapy, yes? He was, yeah. Good afternoon, and thank you very much for having me. Not at here. all. You're so welcome. Yeah, so last time when we were here, I, Slav was still going through chemotherapy, and uh, he had 27 weeks of chemotherapy altogether. He finished that in July 2018. Uh, since that time, he's on special diet. We go for oxygen three times a week, uh, but he's still fighting. Mm. Yeah. And, and the treatment finished then last year. He's had no treatment since then. Yes, uh, finished treatment. We were supposed to be on maintenance therapy as well, but it would be more chemo. And uh, we witnessed so many children doing not very well on more chemotherapy. So we decided uh, we would fight more naturally. And uh, so far it's working for Slav. Now, you were hoping, I know, to go to America as well for pioneering treatment. What happened with that? Yes, that's correct. And we still keep this option open because Slav's cancer is a very aggressive and very rare type of cancer. Uh, we went to the U.S. and we spoke to three different doctors okay. uh, in New York, Washington and Bethesda. We still keep in touch with two of them. Uh, and if something gets worse, we would have to go immediately because there is no more treatment available for Slav here. OK. Slav, welcome to the show. I, I have to say to you, you are, and I'm not joking when I say it, you are looking so different a year on from, from you did a year ago. How are you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling better. Still getting sick, though. So. Yes, still fighting yeah but you look better your hair is back full you've great colour in your cheeks as well haven't you yeah so this oxygen treatment you get what's involved in that what what do you have to do there we go into first a metal chamber and it compresses to like as if it was 10 metres underneath I think it's 75 7.5 metres and then once we get to the depth we breathe pure oxygen and because it's at that depth, as if it was up to the depth, it gets in a lot better to the blood and everywhere. Okay, so it forces it into your system in a, yes. in a much more intense manner. And this is a big help to you in terms of your treatment as well. Yeah. Yes. What about your mum mentioned food and diet? What's the big change there? What, what are you eating? Uh, mostly vegetables, but sometimes fish and yogurts. Okay. And, and coconut. And, and that would be a big change from what, what you would have eaten before you got ill, yes? Yeah. Where is this advice coming from, Mum? So, um, at the beginning when Slav was diagnosed, we completed uh, uh, many private tests because uh, uh, it wouldn't be done in the hospital. So, th- there was genomic and genetic tests uh, completed for Slav, which identified special gene amplified. It means uh, Slav cannot really process too many carbohydrates, and that's the reason we decided uh, for low-carbohydrate diet, and it's uh, working for him very well. He has amplified gene, which is called insulin-like growth, growth factor receptor, so it means he, he really is, he, his, his body is very sensitive to carbohydrates. Mm. So that's the reason behind this. And we also discussed with uh, naturopath and uh, we got advice uh, for uh, supplements, for special supplements for Slav, uh, which is, of course, uh, expensive. And uh, that's the reason we are still having fundraisers and events. Of course, yeah. of course. And those supplements are very important yeah. as well. Let's bring his brother, his brother, Vlad, into the conversation. Good to see you two a- again today. Okay. What about this fellow? You must be so proud of him. He, he's had, like, you know what I mean? He's battled hard this last year, hasn't yeah, he? definitely. He's a lot stronger than I would have thought, and he's doing really well. Mm. How do you two get on? 
<laughs> He's oh. 14. What age are you? 16. Okay, do two two year gap. Does that are you the best of buddies? Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Slav, come on, come in there. You, same for you. You feel yeah. the same, is it? Yeah. You, you're, but two years is quite a difference as well. Tell me, where, where are you? Where are you going to, to school again? Uh, I, will, I go to Gormanston College. Okay. And what about you, Slav? Are, are you? Are you? Are I you would, still off? I would go to Gormanston, but we have so many appointments three times to oxygen and appointments in the hospital. Sometimes blood tests. Yeah, so school is not an option at this point in time? Mm-hmm. Not at this moment, because uh, uh, Slav's immune system is not uh, very yeah. good, so he cannot really go to big crowds. Uh, yes, yeah, well, that is understandable, mm-hmm. isn't it, as well? Would you love to get back to school? Yeah, see friends again. Yes. And how has that worked, you being out of school? Do you see anybody or there's... I, I know the situation, you have to be careful with infection mm-hmm. and everything like that, but do, do you have friends that come to calling to you? Do you yeah, see them? Yes, they come yes? to my house sometimes. Which is great, yeah. Is it is it hard to concentrate on other things in life when you're going through this? Mm. You know what I mean. Do you do you do you what do you do? Do you have any interests or hobbies, or do you watch TV, or what? What do you do? You know, I like to, Lego. What do you like? Lego. Do you? Do you build Lego? Yeah. And and are you into the new Lego stuff and all all the new features of it as well. Yeah, yeah. I like to build as well. Oh, interesting. And and that's a passion of yours, is it? Yeah, it keeps you going and keeps you occupied as well. Back to the fundraisers and, and what you sent up, up a year ago, and that is still going. Um, you need money, obviously, especially if you're going to have to go back to the States. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And uh, also for special supplements and for additional tests. Uh, uh, I, I think it's really important for Slav to continue everything what we are doing. Uh, even that oxygen therapy, it's not just... Uh, just because uh, we think it's good, but actually it's important for him because Slav has five uh, vertebrae fractured. It's called compression fracture, and it's called by his disease. Uh, it's still visible on MRI, and we know that pure oxygen is helping to heal your bones uh, quicker. So this is really important for us to continue with everything what we are doing. How important has the support been for the fund to get that uh, backing that you've got? It's very important. It's uh, we 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 wouldn't be able to do all of these things without support of other people, with support of public. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been great. It has, yeah. it has, and you, and you need it to continue. That's what we're saying yes, today. Exactly. How do people support this guy? How do, how do we support you? What's the name of the fundraiser? Uh, help for Slav. Help for Slav. S L A V. That's it on Facebook, is it? Uh, it's a. Uh, it's on GoFundMe page. Sorry, I beg your pardon. It's on GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. Go to the GoFundMe. Help, help for Slav. Go on, yes, help. Help number, number four. four. Okay, this is very important. Help the number four S L A V on GoFundMe. That's where the fundraising is still ongoing there. You know, and if you can help at all, I say again, almost a year on, this is a remarkable young man. He really is. He's something else and something special. I wanted you to come back to us today, all of you, to talk about uh, and re-highlight this again and put it in the public domain once more. So the year ahead, more the oxygen continuing, more eating well, supplements, etc. Is that the plan? 
Yes, that's the plan. Yeah, uh, we had uh, MRI three weeks ago, um, and uh, Slav's bone marrow is improving, which is really good news. But also, they found something on his foot, and we still don't know what it is. We have to wait until next MRI, which is uh, scheduled for the middle of June, and we will see then. Because at this moment, they cannot identify if it's caused by mechanical stress or injury, yeah. but they cannot rule out uh, it's caused by disease as well. So we okay. have to wait. And Wait and see, see what happens and with that. Yes, and we have to be ready to go to the U.S. if it's needed, really, because there is nothing left for Slav. There, there is no many drugs, not licensed drugs in Ireland for children. So they would offer us something what would be more uh, palliative than curative here. Mm, mm, I understand. Mm. I understand. Remind us again, when did you come to Ireland and from where? We came to Ireland back in 2006 uh, from Slovakia. Okay, mm-hmm. and you've been here since and working away and yes. everything. How how is the work situation in the family? Mm-hmm. Is Dad working? Dad is still working in the same company since two thousand six, which is great. great. Uh, I was working through the agency for HSC before I gave up my job. Uh, I had to give up my job because of Slav. I'm taking care of him twenty four seven at this moment. Uh, we have so many appointments, uh, so. I I don't have a job at this moment. Yes. And I hope to go back, uh, but not yet. Yeah. Okay. So again, reminding you that this wonderful family have a big challenge ahead. They've done so well the last twelve months. All of you, everybody, and Dad as well. We mentioned them today here, working away. But there's uh, lots of uh, challenges in the year ahead, we say, and there's lots of uh, things to be done, which all cost. And perhaps as well, going back to the states, that may be a feature uh, for the Vavro family. Help the number four Slav S L A V go fund me go help do what you can these are wonderful people and every euro raised is going towards this young man who a year ago was in here and has changed so much in the year it's a wonderful wonderful story I wish you well Slav thank you in the weeks and months ahead and to you mum as well and to brother Vlad and to dad as well to everybody. Good thank luck you to you much. all. Thank you for coming thank in you. to us and, and all the very support. best. No, not at all. Anytime. We're delighted to. And uh, we finished late lunch today with a song for this man because it uh, just sums him up and sums his family up. It's Labby Sea Free and Something Inside So Strong. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll see you for late lunch tomorrow at half one. Cross Credit Union. Getting hitched? Cart Macross Credit Union likes to say I do when financing your wedding loan. O'Neill Street, Cart Macross or cartmacrosscu.ie. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.